Mary Ann Kramer never wanted to tell anyone what happened on Mount Washington. She never wanted to tell anyone she lived in one of the most exclusive, most expensive neighborhoods in Pittsburgh. She didn't want to tell anyone because Mary Ann Kramer lived in her car. It was in this neighborhood. It was on the street where it has the million dollar view of the city. You know, and people will walk past you and won't acknowledge you, turn their heads, pretend they're on their cell phone, whatever. I don't know. They just kind of look down. It's hard. Stories of Hope is a podcast about people who meet needs and change lives. In this episode... You see yourself as worthless, as not human, as... There must be something terribly wrong with me. Sleeping in her Ford Windstar, trying to figure out what she did to end up there, Marianne Kramer lived in that uncomfortable place between wanting to be seen and wanting to be unseen. I was homeless, sleeping in my car. I was at the library sending emails to anybody that I could send an email to in the city churches, anybody. I wasn't asking for money. I wasn't saying, hey, do you have a house I could move into? I was just asking, can you please guide me to where I could start the process to get some help for myself? And um, I could not get anybody to respond to me. This is Stories of Hope, Episode 27. What happened on Mount Washington? There's nothing to see here. No drugs or alcohol, no mistakes, no blame. Marianne Kramer did not self-destruct. Marianne was just a very good girl with very bad luck. My boyfriend has epilepsy and we lost our health insurance. It was pay for the money that keeps him alive and not having seizures every day or pay the rent. It was kind of a no-brainer for me, you know? I mean, I had applied for, you know, the Medicaid, but it doesn't, it takes a while. It's not like you can, you apply for it one day and have it the next. And so the decision was made, well, we have to pay for your medicine. So um, I literally had nothing. That is how Marianne Kramer became that lady, the one who lived in her car. In the fall of 2016, she lost her home and had no family or friends who could take her in. So Marianne parked her van on a side street in Pittsburgh's Mount Washington neighborhood and set up house in her back seat. It's not easy trying to change your clothes or even get a good night's sleep in a car. And it started getting cold. It was, you know, October, November. And October and November get pretty cold and Pittsburgh, you know, it'd be 25 degrees and no matter how many blankets or pair of sweatpants or socks you put on, it's not warm enough. It didn't take long for Marianne to fall into a dreadful daily routine. Every day she would wake up, get dressed, make herself as presentable as she could, and then go to the library, where she'd email government agencies, charities, churches, anybody she could think of who might be able to help her. Then she'd stare at the screen and wait for an answer. Day after day, week after week, Marianne sent hundreds of emails until she finally 
received one reply. The last email I found was this little charge called The Well, and there was one email address on there. So I sent the same email that I had been sending everybody else, and about an hour later, I got a message saying, where are you right now? His name is Adam Sewell. In 2013, he started a church in Mount Washington called The Well. It was meant to be, he says, the kind of church that would not just say they loved people, but would actually do something about it. In the case of The Well, that meant starting a Send Relief Ministry Center in their basement. Any given week, we're serving meals, we're serving food, we're giving out clothes. God absolutely cares that you're hungry. God absolutely cares that you're cold. And so do we, because we're the church. Adam was the last person Marianne Kramer emailed. He probably should have been the first. God kind of prompted something to me to say, you need to go meet her, take a pizza, and take a gift card to a local grocery store. So that's what we did. My first thought when I saw Adam walking down the street was, no way this guy's a pastor. Being raised Catholic, anytime you saw anybody in the clergy, they had on the black suit, the white collar. You know, he, he definitely, was, I think he had basketball shorts on <laughs> and, you know, a t-shirt, sunglasses perched on top of his head. Like, I can literally still see him walking down the street like that. I think for Marianne, there was a, a just a feeling that this is never going to get better. You know, we tell people, you can be houseless, but you don't have to be homeless. Your identity is not wrapped up in, in what is over your head when you sleep at night. And for, for Marianne, I knew that was something she was struggling with. And so this idea that, that she's living in a van and, and there doesn't seem to be any help, it's real easy to become identified with that and say, this is how it's going to be. Adam invited Marianne to church. And Marianne, not surprisingly, was ready to try anything. I thought, well, you know, can't hurt. I need something. And I walked in the doors of this church. I walked in the door and my first thought was, I'm at home. And I felt peace. You know, everybody treated me like I was a human being and said hello and took the time to talk to me. That goes a long way. Now, it doesn't sound like much. No one at the well helped her find a home or a job, at least not immediately and they didn't help her solve her problems. They just treated Marianne like a normal person. And it's amazing what a simple thing like that can do to someone. This relationship with God started opening up for me that I had never had before. And even though I was still homeless, you know, I could go to my car at night and know I'm not alone. And we made the decision, I made the decision to I want to give my life to him because I don't have anything else in the world, but I have that. Are you kidding me? I don't need anything else. I don't think I've ever seen a transformation from before baptism and after baptism as I saw in Marianne. You could see something lit up in her when she came out of that water, that, and she'll tell you the same thing, that God had put a purpose on her life. Marianne Kramer found a good job. She found an apartment. And the purpose Adam talks about, she found that too. It's why now she spends all her free time at the Send Relief Ministry Center, 
handing out clothes and food, and telling everyone who comes her own story about what happened on Mount Washington. I'll tell my story a million times if I have to. And if I can make one person see that, hey, just because they're homeless doesn't mean they're less than human, then I've done my job. There's so much work to be done, and there's so many people that need that. And, you know, the way I found it was through one little random email to a random pastor who took the time to talk to me. Now I want to give that to somebody, too. Without her, it, it, we're probably not doing a lot of the ministry that we're able to do now. Marianne has, has made it her own because she's experienced what some of our neighbors have experienced, but more so she's experienced the hope of Jesus. And so Marianne's story, for me, that's what it's all about. It's about the hope of the gospel. It's about a transformation that's taken place in, in a lady's life that, that can't be done and can't be explained outside of Jesus. This has been Stories of Hope from Send Relief. Today's episode, what happened on Mount Washington? Marianne Kramer is not the only person who has a story to tell of something beautiful that's happened on Mount Washington. If you want to learn more about how God is using missionaries and church planners to do amazing things in this community, go to anyarmstrong.com. There are men and women and boys and girls just like Marianne in every community, people who don't have a home or food or clothes. You and your church can help meet their needs and share Christ with them. For practical tips on how to get started, go to sendrelief.org. If you haven't already done so, subscribe to Stories of Hope. You'll automatically get a new episode every two weeks. And finally, if you like what you heard here, please rate us and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That'll help other people find us and enjoy these stories too. We'll be back in two weeks for another episode of Stories of Hope.